Hey everyone, I'm Britt and welcome to Educate Me, a podcast where we share stories of surviving and thriving in graduate school. My guest this week is Viraji Bandara, a PhD student in the School of Architecture, Landscape and Planning at the University of Calgary. We talked about what it's like to be a new mom in grad school. All right. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, can you introduce yourself for everyone? Sure, thank you for having me, Brett. I'm Viraji. I am a first year PhD student at the School of Architecture, Planning and Landscape. I was, now they've changed their name, so it's <laughs> I have to keep remembering. Um, well, I did my master's also in University of Calgary. So um, I've been in University of Calgary for a fair bit of my life, I think, I feel. Uh, and fun fact about myself, I was born when my parents were doing their PhDs in University of Calgary. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I've been, I've been affiliated to the university for like my entire life, I feel, <laughs> more than I should be. <laughs> I feel the same way because uh, I, my doctor, my family doctor uh, was a professor at the university when I was born and I was born at the Foothills campus. So I was technically born on campus. So that's always my joke. <laughs> <laughs> You're meant to be in you know, Chicago. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so you're like a, a legacy there, a uh, family legacy. Wow. Um, legacy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so what are you researching at the School of Architecture, Planning and Landscape? What's your project on? So um, I'm looking at uh, adaptable building, um, housing rather, and I'm looking at ways of validating adaptability. Because, you know, housing, the, the there's so many different cultures coming in, there's so many different changes happening in the economy and all that, but our buildings really don't change much. Mm. And researchers have found like, you know, it's, it's really, you need adaptability in buildings, but um, builders really don't incorporate that or designers don't really incorporate adaptability. So one of the reasons is there's no validation behind it. So that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I'm thinking like adaptability, is that in terms of like, I'm thinking things like movable walls or like where you can transfigure the space? That's right. Yeah. Okay. So different families can, like even a family, it's one family itself during their lifetime, the change, their needs change, right? So their house needs to change with them essentially, but unfortunately they don't. So. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think we see that in schools and in um, like office spaces. Uh, like two examples I can think of, um, like the elementary school I went to actually had a whole bunch of like flexible walls where you could join two classes together or split a class even smaller. And then um, office spaces, I mean, where the Graduate Students Association is right now, because they knew it was a temporary office space, those are all temporary walls uh, that are up in that office, um, because yeah. they know they're going to have to adapt it very soon in the future. That's right. So they have at least thought about that need to be adaptable right, mm -hmm. in their design. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, and we don't see that at all in housing. That's yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's like uh -huh. almost a cookie cutter. Housing that we see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> New builds. And I mean, Calgary has a suburbia problem where yeah. there's so much sprawl, right? And it's all just like cookie cutter, the tiny boxes on the hillside, right? That's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, that's really interesting. Is that a continuation of your master's project or is this something entirely new? It's something entirely new. Um, so for my master's, I looked at urban design and intercultural communities. So it was more towards the social aspect, which is really interesting. But I really did, I wanted to do something different for my PhD because now that I did my master's, I can continue research on it. And I wanted to broaden my, you know, uh, knowledge. So yeah, I wanted to focus. Yeah. Yeah. I want to try something else. Yeah, for sure. I, I did very much the same thing. I was like kind of a, a branch off of what I had done, but something that kind of brought in my horizons. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Awesome. And so, um, yeah, how's, how's grad school been for you so far? So did you also do undergrad at UFC or did you just come for grad school? Uh, so I did my undergrad in Sri Lanka. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's a totally different culture, totally different everything but <laughs> I came to do my master's with my husband and then now I'm doing my PhD yeah. and he and he did his PhD at UFC as well he did it he did his master's in UFC in engineering yeah oh okay okay yeah yeah oh excellent in engineering so now he really is out making the money <laughs> <laughs> at least now yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I feel like engineers are always in high demand and then the rest of us are like, yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> you could say that. That's awesome. <laughs> well, uh, the funny story is he is an, he's an electrical engineer and he's specialized in um, antennas. But now he's doing something totally different. Yeah. Nothing got to do with his research. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that happens a lot when people leave academia and go into the workforce and they're like, oh, well, I researched this, but now I do this. And I think, I mean, part of that speaks to how many like transferable skills we come out with. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my dad, he, he asked me one time, he's like, well, what are you doing with that German degree? And I'm like, well, (laughs) not about the degree itself, dad. (laughs) It's like, it's just a stepping stone to get me where I am now. That's right. But yeah, that's actually true because, I mean, even though we don't really think about like how we, like we always want to align our career along with the research that we do. uh, But it's just those skills that we gained along the way that matters the most. And actually the like from my experience, I feel like the industry really values it, like a graduate students, like not the research component itself, but the skills that we develop as we go along. Yeah. And, and I think yeah. one of the biggest issues for us then as grad students is to then actually be able to talk about, well, like I managed a, or I did research in a lab and that means I actually have management experience or mentorship experience because I trained undergrads or um, I can do inventory and, and all these sorts of other things we learn. Uh, or, I mean, I'm not in a lab-based discipline, so I'm like making stuff up as I talk right now. But, <laughs> but I think like every, no matter what discipline you are in or what field you're in in graduate school, um, I mean, there's a reason that like our career services, a lot of it stresses those transferable skills. That's right, yeah. Because uh, even in, in undergrad, like you have to do that too. Like, how many people who have a BA in English are editors or, or writers or whatever, right? 
Yeah, that's right. No matter what, we kind of like we have to we have to learn how to talk about those things. That's right. Yeah, like one of yeah, like most of us really tend to think our research is the only thing that matters, but I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, I mean, for me, I find like, I'm really interested in the research I'm doing, but then other people's research, I'm like, I'm so interested in that. And I want to be a part of like a hundred different projects because so many people are doing such interesting things, but I had to just pick this one thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. But you you are doing quite a lot. Right? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm cutting back. <laughs> I'm actively cutting back. Um, as I try to actually finish and write up, uh, yeah, I can't believe like fourth year PhD now, I don't know where the time has gone and it's, it's rather shocking, (laughs) (laughs) but you're doing good. So, oh, thank you. I I wouldn't change it. (laughs) Oh, thanks. Yeah. And then I started this podcast. Um, but actually one of the things I really love about it is that I get to then learn about other people's research and other people's experiences but I didn't have to do any of that myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah, I like to know lots of, like, lots of things or, like, a little about everything. That's very much how, how I am. So this works out really well. Yeah. Um, so transitioning from your master's to your PhD, uh, like, what have you found to be a challenge for you in, in your graduate studies so far? Well, it, it was a, actually, a, like, since I did my master's in the same school, it was, a, I, I thought it was a really big advantage because I already knew all the professors. Mm. I are, like, I've already built that connection, which was, which I feel is really great. And so from my master's, and when I started my PhD, I had a kid. So mm-hmm. now, yeah, that's a, that's the biggest transition I, I feel I had. But having like since I've been uh, I've always been on campus and I've already made those connections and I already know how the system works it was really really helpful like Mm. I I don't think I would have survived in another school like if I had to build those connections again and figure out how things work it would have been too much for me but since I was already in the program in the in the same schools it's it was it worked out well for me yeah, that's a really good point. You kind of like know who to go to, who to talk to, all those things already. Yeah, yeah. Like, like my first year of masters, I feel like I—that's the whole, the entire year. I was just trying building connections, trying to figure out, and you know how the university is like laid out, right? And oh, I was yeah. trying to figure out how to get from one place to the other place. <laughs> just yeah, which room is that? Which building is that again? But no, but. All that really matters, I feel. <laughs> and yeah. Now coming into the PhD program, I, I already know everything and I know how the award system, like how the how they're graded and all that. So it, it worked out really well for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then uh in terms of like becoming a mom in, in grad school, like that's a huge deal. How do you balance or how do you especially now that like you're all at home together? um do you balance or how do you how do you make it I would say you're making it work so how how do you make it work so yeah it's it's a really I mean before having a kid I didn't realize how much of work it is to have a kid and 
and I thought, you know, I could just get my work done, but no, it's it's a lot of work. So it's basically whenever my Sanaya, my kid's name is Sanaya. So she, when Sanaya's sleeping, I get some work done. When she's like, again at night, I get some work done. It's so it's all this in between times, mm. and it's, it's I never get it like a whole chunk of time where I can really focus and do. But that's okay, I feel, because that's that's life. But that's also a good training for me, I feel, because it's not like you you need. I mean, you should be able to juggle a couple of things at the same time in the real world, right? In school, I know we can focus in one on one thing and do, but when it comes to the real world, I guess well, the practice or when you're in your doing your career, I guess you have to manage so many different things. So it's it's been a good training for me. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna think I'm I'm gonna take this as a training. <laughs> I, like, I like your reframing, but I think, I think that's so true in the sense that, I mean, even though we're in, we're in school and, and theoretically we focus just on school, there's volunteering, there's your research, there's your other projects that you work on, uh, to get some funding, there's teaching and actually you are balancing all these. Yeah, different actually, things. yeah that's true. Yeah. But that's I think right, yeah. you, you also touched on a really good, uh, method. Um, so I was reading this book called Deep Work, and it talked about like all these different methods for really getting to like deep work. And one of them is basically what you described, where it's just like whenever and wherever you can, you just like get into the work as quick as possible. And so like developing that ability to get into work really quickly and then focus for short for whatever amount of time you have, even if it's really short, is really beneficial. Because like I find, because I do have a lot of time to myself, <laughs> um, it takes me a long time to get into the work. Like when I get set up in the morning, I'm checking email and checking news sites and checking all these things rather than like, okay, I have 20 minutes to do some data analysis. I need to just get right to the data analysis. I'm like, well, I have all morning. And so I tend to, I tend to not get into stuff very quickly. And I feel like that's like, well, maybe enjoy it while I can. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's also not the best habit to have. <laughs> well, it's a it's a really hard habit to get out of. Also, I'm, I'm I'm still learning, but since I have to, I guess I I have no choice. But I yeah, that's a that's a thing. I don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, and I, I hear that from other people who have, or particularly other moms who have had kids early on in their professorships or. Um, or while being a grad school. And it's like, you just learn to focus during these like short bursts of time. And you like, I heard one person say like, she was actually more productive because yeah, it wasn't doing the time wasting that I catch myself doing in the mornings. That's, that's right. Because while I was, I was doing my master's, I took a long time to like, even to write, even to read. I'm just taking I don't know what I was doing with time, I feel. So, but now I, I'm doing things much quicker than I used to do when I was before Sanaya came. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the things we learn and, and how we adapt, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and were you doing your master's at the same time as your husband? Yeah, we were both doing it together. So what was, yeah. what was that like? Um, I, I'm really curious. <laughs> No, um, so that was really nice and, and one of the best times in my life, I feel, hmm. because, yeah, so 
we did our undergrads together too. So we were in the same, like he did engineering, I did architecture, but we were in the same building. Weirdly, we were in the same building, like few classes away. So we would come to school, we'd study, and we were always together. And so coming to UFC, we were able to do that, like have that time. I mean, newlyweds, so it was really nice. And, <laughs> and now that he's working, I feel like we hardly get to meet and I kind of miss that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was, it was really nice. And like grad school is not just about research, right? As you said, it's about um, this volunteer work and other projects and all that. So whatever I learned, I can tell Supun and Supun always told whatever he learned. And so we always got each other sort of connected to other things as well. So it worked out really well. Well, yeah, that's that's a good point. How like you almost get a double the experience in the sense that you learn from what he's doing, and he learns from what you're doing. But then you also have um, like getting each other involved in things, or you have like the shared experiences that you could do as well. Yeah, so that was nice. Yeah, yeah, and like even these you know events and all that, we were able to go together. So that mm-hmm. that was good. And that was family time, counted as family time too. So win win. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Yeah, I didn't I didn't really think about it that way. I feel like um uh like my husband and I once uh well I guess for about a year and a half we taught at the same school. Nice. And uh when we were both teachers and that was really uh nice in the sense that like we would meet and have lunch together or we would meet on breaks and we could do that. Um and then but then by the end of the day, it was like, we didn't really have anything else to tell each other because we had already told each other everything about what happened. <laughs> so then it was like, when we were no longer at the same school, like our dinner conversation was a lot more like, there's a lot more to it. Um, nice. Yeah. And then now, uh, like my research is in education. So I like bounce things off him all the time. Um, but he's not like there in it. But uh, yeah, there's then like a different desire to like, I've picked up different hobbies because he does things outside the university whereas all of my hobbies are like inside the university <laughs> <laughs> well that looks too I guess yeah that's that's good too you need that sort of step out of the university as well kind of. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. don't want to be all in the university yeah yeah and I think there's probably like, you probably had a good understanding for each other in terms of like the stress because you're both That's right, going yeah. through it. Um, whereas yeah. like, I think sometimes people, well, I hear from people that it's, and while we've gone through it too, where um, not always an understanding of what the other person's going through because they're not in grad school as well, or don't, haven't gone to grad school or whatnot. Yeah, I can, I can understand that. Yeah. But being been on grad school together I mean there were days that we didn't have dinner like both of us are just too stressed to cook or clean or you know but that's part and parcel of the experience I feel yeah (laughs) yeah definitely there's like we're our like go-to now is like a a bag of salad and like a protein and like that's dinner (laughs) that's dinner Um, I wish I could do that now that Tanaya said we we can't skip any meals. Yeah. But I wish I was able to like, you know, one day just, just shut off and not do anything. <laughs> but 
So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I definitely see myself just being like, well, it's peanut butter and jam sandwiches for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds nice. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely don't enjoy cooking either, so it's hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then, like, how have you all adapted as well to like working from home and not being able to? to have as much space or I know you talked about like, I mean, um, probably even Morris and I like, yeah, you're just constantly in each other's spaces. <laughs> yeah. I think via TV, but kind of enjoying it too, being, being really, being able to be with each other a lot. Mm. But, but um, with COVID, it was really difficult because I mean, um, also having Sukhun working at home, in home, he's always on the phone. He's always loud. So now I won't sleep. I can't concentrate. So now um, we made a recent adjustment. We put Sipun to the basement. Ah. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> I couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> he had to go to the basement. <laughs> it was just too loud. I think you guys must have heard him like like during our meetings. I, I was gonna say I've I've heard him a few times. In a- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so loud, and I mean I can't blame him because he has to work, but. Just, it, it, it's really hard, but um, yes, I guess we're still adapting, trying to figure out what works best, but yeah, it, it's, it's hard. It's not, not, not easy. It's not an yeah. easy process. Yeah, because it's probably, it's nice to work near each other. Um, True, yeah, that's yeah. right. And it's nice to have him home a lot, I mean, more than he can, but um, at the same time, it's like the work... I mean, uh, it's the, like our homes are not adaptable enough to mm. accommodate that, you know. <laughs> that would be so nice just to pull that like wall across and like now wouldn't we have a be... barrier between us. <laughs> wouldn't it be not? <laughs> yeah. We hadn't like our house, we have only three bedrooms and uh, my father's here these days. Mm. So we don't have a space for like a workstation. So it, it was really difficult to figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we were all working in the same area, but it didn't. It didn't work. It was. It was too difficult. Yeah, yeah. I've got. Uh, we've got a, a two bedroom place, and I've always had. Like since starting grad school, we've had like the second bedroom as like storage room slash office, and um, yeah, it was been good because in my program, like you're not guaranteed office space. And so it's been good to have the home office. And then when I was finishing my master's, I would be like in the office early in the morning before I would go to work or before I would go to school to get stuff done and things like that. And so it was a pretty like easy transition for me, but then I very much feel like, like, uh, it's upstairs and, um, like Sean made the comment that like, Oh, like up in your tower all day. <laughs> <laughs> And it kind of feels that way. Like I come downstairs at the end of the day and it's like, oh, I can finally come downstairs and like be on like the living floor and all that. So, yeah, so but you, probably- you have the space for it. It's, it's nice. Not all of us do. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And I know actually a friend of mine, uh, her and her husband ended up buying a house during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> 
because she said that uh, uh, I think they had a two bedroom condo and it was just too small for for both working from home all the time. So yeah, yeah, I thought that was really funny. And I mean, at least we have two bedrooms. Like, yeah, I know a lot of people are working from their kitchen tables and they've got kids and everything like happening around them because we're not used to having to uh, like work where we live. Um, yeah. And a lot of people purposely create that boundary between home and work. I know a lot of people purposely did not have an office space or did not have that set up um, because they wanted to leave work at work. And so that's just not possible anymore. That's right. Like that's a really good point. Like now Supun, he even like his lunch, he's doing like what he eats while working. He, there's no like no lunch break. There's no dinner break. It's always working now. I feel it's like, now that he's because now this the house has become his workplace right so his office office working but whereas before the pandemic it was like he would go to work at six he would come back at six and then after coming back he would be with us like throughout but mm-hmm. now it's like now there is no us kind of time but always work kind of yeah the like the lack of physical boundaries makes it difficult to also send up um, temporal boundaries and, and that's right. him, I'm done work now. Yeah. I think yeah. I talked, um, uh, I think it was like one of the first couple episodes about that as well with a couple people where talking about like how important it is to set, okay, I'm done at four 30 or I'm done at five or five 30 or six or whenever your end time is, but to really have a hard end point. And I think that that also has started to help me with the like feeling like I have a lot of time to do stuff during the day. Like I'm actually more productive in a day filled with meetings because I'm trying to get stuff done in between the meetings. Whereas like today where I didn't really have any meetings, um, it was a lot more like open and I feel like I didn't get as much done because there's not those same hard boundaries. And so implementing a, okay, I'm going to be done at five o'clock or like I'm going to go downstairs and like turn off the computer at a set time. um, That helps a bit with the, okay, what can I get done before the end time versus like oh I just just keep working and it doesn't end that's right yeah and yeah that and the other thing is like like you when you're working at home you're you like you would break like you take a break because you want to be with your family but when you're working at home you're you are with your family so <laughs> you don't <laughs> you don't need the break in the same way <laughs> yeah you don't yeah. Need to, you, you see it you can see it. So <laughs> why if I take the break? <laughs> yeah, that's that's true too. Yeah. And I think I mean today trying to take like little breaks here and there. But yeah, I usually eat lunch in front of the computer. Um yeah. breakfast breakfast as well. Dinner we've made a point of like going and sitting at the dinner table, but uh but everything else is pretty much in front of the computer. So Yeah. yeah. We've been like getting tired of being in front of the computer all day though. Mm. It's, it's exhausting. Yeah. I do find that I'm like, I rarely turn on the computer on the weekend now. Oh, uh, that's nice. And so I think that's good. I think one is cause like I have my laptop like set up kind of like a desktop now. And so it's, it's upstairs, it's plugged in, it's, it stays because. there. Like I don't really take my laptop around with me. So it stays there. And then on the weekend, I just, I don't even really step foot in this room. It's very much like that's the office and I get a weekend now. So I think that's good. I think that might change a bit as the fall semester comes around and things get busier and, and I'm teaching and all that sort of stuff. And, um, and students 
don't just not have questions on the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'll set up, I'll set up boundaries. Like I'll reply slower on the weekend, but I will try to still respond here and there. Um, especially before like assignment deadlines and things like that. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's felt good in the sense of getting like a real break. But then sometimes I find on Monday mornings, I like, I'm like, what, where am I? What am I working on? (laughs) That, that's so true though yeah <laughs> I hate I hate Sunday nights <laughs> thinking oh no it's Monday but nothing really changes because you're at home but um well still in that mentality of pre-COVID where you have to <laughs> but no well like and the I feel like actually now we're in this like post COVID mentality where um, like, I don't, I don't worry about packing lunch. I don't worry about like all that. And so um, I think it was last day. My husband goes like, I don't have anything for lunches. Cause he's working out outside the house now for the most part. And I'm like, Oh, like, I just don't even think about it. Like, I'm just like, oh, like, I, like, I just eat leftovers or like, I pick over what's in the fridge or like, it's not <laughs> for me or I could go grocery shopping at any time during the day. And then he's like, I have nothing for lunch. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oops. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I didn't think of it either. Sorry. <laughs> so actually, I don't know what he did for lunch today. I'll have to ask him what, what he figured out, but yeah. he also like leaves before I'm like actually awake or out of bed. So, cause he leaves at like seven, seven thirty ish. And so I'm like, I oh. have no idea what's happening at that time. <laughs> nice. yeah. I wish I could sleep till then. So now it's like an alarm clock. She wakes up at six 30 mm. and thereafter, like you, there's no way that I could get any more sleep. After yeah. That. Actually, our cat is like that a little bit. Um, he's meowing at me right now, but he comes upstairs and like, <laughs> Well, like get on the bed and like meow in your face to like feed him, and then but I don't, I just ignore him and then fall back to sleep. <laughs> and then he gets the message and like sometimes just then sleeps at the end of the bed until we finally get up. But yeah, That's nice. it's nice that you have a cat. Yeah, actually, today I was I he wanted some cuddles and I was like, okay, I'm gonna take a cuddle break and I like really like gave him some good snuggles and just took like a 10 minute break and that was good so he reminds me to take breaks throughout the day that's nice yeah yeah I, I I'm, I've been wanting to get a pet for Sanaya but then taking care of another thing won't not be <laughs> yeah. you can start with start with a goldfish that's like literally the only pet we had growing up until I was like I think we got our first dog when I was 21 maybe oh no maybe maybe 19 19 I think because my younger sister finally convinced my parents but literally the entire time growing up it was like goldfish goldfish and some guppies but I don't recommend guppies goldfish are really easy to take care of so start with goldfish (laughs) (laughs) I should actually get something for her yeah and then she can learn yeah and like feeding goldfish is easy like she could do it just a little pinch you're good (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah I should do I should get a goldfish yeah something easy (laughs) yeah exactly they're they're pretty easy um but yeah definitely I see 
like in our neighborhood, there's so many new puppies and it's so funny. Like just everybody got a puppy. Like we, you need it. You need that. Like being at home, it's actually like even, it's a stress, right? You just need some sort of a way to think about something else other than COVID or work or stuck at home. So yeah, I like Sapoon got a bike just because he needed to get out and he like since he sp- spent that much money he needs to go biking. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how this is that's gonna work so he has to go <laughs> yeah that's so true I actually got a well a new to me bike as well um nice. more of a, a mountain type bike um and I'm actually I just sold my old bike so that's good uh it helps a little bit, but yeah, definitely the, like, when you spend money on something like that, you feel like you need to use it. <laughs> you need to use it. Yeah. Even if he doesn't, it's like, okay. go ride your bicycle. <laughs> yeah. He, he needs that. I mean, he needs that time, like get some fresh air. That's just being stuck at home all day. It's not healthy. Yeah. Making a point of going outside and doing something and yeah. Yeah. Enjoying the good weather while we have it. Oh yeah, I don't want to. I don't even think about it now. <laughs> yeah. I know I can feel it. Like the air is a bit cooler, and like it's yeah, so it's so during the day, but it's cooler in the morning. It's cooler at night. It's coming. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be good. Yeah. So what do, what do you do to make sure that you get outside? So every every day, even in the morning, I we. And I am, I am at my father, we, we go out for a walk. Oh, nice. So, yeah, that's like a one hour walk. And then that's, that's good enough. Yeah. To have that, get fresh air and see other people, other things. Yeah. So yeah. One hour that, walk. That's, that's pretty significant. Like that's solid amount of time. That's really good. Yeah. By the end of it, I'm like, <sighs> <sighs> but, <laughs> but um, it's good. I like I like it. We make it a point to go every day. Yeah. yeah. And that's really good that you've got each other then also to hold you accountable. Because I think of like, oh, I should do this today. And then I don't because no one's bugging me about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel quite, kind of badly because my dad, he came and he's now stuck here. Because mm. he can't go back to Sri Lanka oh, yeah. because of COVID. So yeah. I, I can't keep, I mean, make him stay home all day. <laughs> So we all go together and it's good oh. for Sanaya also. Yeah. That's my way of teaching her stuff. Show things and, oh, this, this. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's a time to connect and talk and all that too. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. When Sean is home um, and doesn't have any shifts, then uh, I try to go out like once a day for a walk with him just because, yeah, it's a chance to talk and connect and without devices or TV or anything like that getting in the way. So, yeah. Like staying at home and talking doesn't work. You're always like, it's yeah, either it's not the same. Yeah. There's always yeah. some sort of distraction or like, um, I think there's probably research on it, but also it feels different to walk to like walk and talk or to talk when you're you're next to each other versus like across from each other yeah and especially now you can't really you're not on your phone so your computer or anything like that so you're, you're 
there's nothing else to do but talk right yeah so exactly yeah whereas like I'm definitely someone like I gotta keep my hands busy you gotta keep I like I like to keep busy and yeah when you're walking like there's not literally nothing else you can do <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's nice yeah awesome yeah cool well thanks so much for coming on the podcast it's been uh great to chat with you and I'm glad that you're you're making it through all these challenges and uh and managing to to keep it all together <laughs> and doing well <laughs> thank you for having me Brett I enjoy chatting with you yeah great all right I will talk to you later all right bye bye Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Educate Me. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at educateme underscore pod and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. A huge thank you again to our audio producer, Sean, and join us next week for more stories of surviving and thriving in graduate school. Until then, stay in school.